everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. Okay, I have a guest. I know I don't have guests very often, but I like him. And he's not Twyla Reyes, but he's a very smart. And the last time he was on my show, he did such a great job. I invited him to come back on. Hi, Matt Flanders. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so happy we made this work. We have so much to talk about. I could have had you on for the whole two hours, but I want my listeners to know I hardly ever have guests, hardly ever. So to be invited back, not only do you have to be super smart, but you have to bring all kinds of stuff to the table. And I'm looking at what we want to talk about today. We have a long list. Why don't you start out by telling everyone a little bit about Citizens Council for Health Freedom and what you do there? Yeah, so Citizens Council for Health Freedom is a nonprofit based right here in the Twin Cities, and we focus on uh, patient privacy, uh, healthcare issues, genetic privacy issues at both the state and the national level. My position with CCHF is uh, is the state legislative and policy director. So I uh, I do a lot of work at the Minnesota legislature, and so I'm very happy to be here to talk about uh, what's going on right now and what we can expect to see uh, in Minnesota in the upcoming months. You guys do so much good work. I am so happy to have you there and involved and paying attention. They're not to be trusted over there at the legislature. They're just not to be trusted on either side of the aisle. It's crazy. I am just amazed at how hard everyone at Citizens Council for Health Freedom works to to keep an eye on everything, from, really, from data privacy, genetic privacy, everything. It's just, yeah, everything. Well, and, and we're going to get into all of that. But you said it was a nonprofit. So... To be a nonprofit, you got to find a way to raise money. And I tell people all the time, I hope you donate money to Citizens Council for Health Freedom so they can keep keep doing all the great work that they're doing. What's coming up in two weeks, Matt? We have our annual fundraising dinner, and we are very excited to be joined by Dr. Keith Smith, who is a national celebrity in free market medicine. Uh, he's the co-founder and medical director of the Surgery Center of Oklahoma, which is, a, if you can believe it, a cash-based surgery center where you can see all of the prices for any of their treatments online before you even go there. Unbelievable. Yeah, and it's not an estimate. It's not what they say you might pay. It's, it's the price of the surgery, and it's, it is cash-based, but it's affordable. Um, so this uh, uh, Dr. Keith Smith has been featured by ABC News, The New York Times, and Time Magazine. Um, for his really innovative approach to this healthcare pricing problem that we see uh, just a major problem in how uh, expensive healthcare has gotten in the last five, ten years. It's ideas like this that are going to save us. It's yeah. ideas like this that are going to save the healthcare system. Absolutely. And so you can come to our event on the uh, 27th to hear from Dr. Keith Smith, and I'd encourage you to go to their website at surgerycenterok.com slash about, and they've got a video that you can uh, that you can watch to hear more about what they do. Okay, so Twyla's going to talk. Uh, Dr. Keith Smith is going to talk. Bob Davis is the MC, and okay, Bob Davis got fired from the, my station here, um, but Bob Davis is my friend, and I love him, and he will be a fabulous MC. So I am so excited to see. Well. 
I'm excited to meet Dr. Smith. Of course, I love Bob. I love Twyla. Love you. Um, I'm going to be going to it. But now we have a great deal for the listeners. So, listeners, um, if you want to attend this fundraising dinner, which is September 27th, where is it? Brooklyn Center. Brooklyn Park. Brooklyn Park. Yep. Yep, Brooklyn Park, right off of 694. Super easy to get to, super easy to find, plenty of parking, great food, great company, and it's helping Citizens Council for health freedom raise some money to do all the wonderful things that they do for us so twyla gave us 10 tickets 10 tickets yes you'll have to uh, encourage you to, to um, email us at info at cchfreedom.org uh, and the first 10 listeners to email us will get free tickets to come here from dr keith smith and explain how we can make health care affordable because they're already doing it right right okay did you get that now folks you don't call stand you don't call me. You have to email info at cchfreedom.org and then put fundraising dinner in the, in the subject line and then say, am I one through 10? Am I one through 10? Did I win a ticket? I want to sit with Sue. Whatever. Something like that. Info at cchfreedom.org. Oh, it's going to be an absolutely fabulous time. And really, truly, I think it is innovative ideas like this that are going to save us. There, Matt, there isn't a day that goes by, not one single day that goes by, where where I don't hear from someone who is telling me about out-of-control costs of health care. And I saw uh, one of our legislators put up yesterday on Facebook and Twitter that uh, thanks to the Democrats... Uh, the individual market insurance premiums have jumped 200% in the last three, four years. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and oftentimes we hear because it's gotten so expensive that we need more government regulations and yeah. more government control to somehow make that cheaper uh, because that worked out so well when we passed Obamacare to make health care cheaper. Yeah, it never got cheaper, and they still keep telling us we can fix it. You can't fix it. Every single word of Obamacare has to go. Every single word of Minsure, every single word of Minsure has to go. I have story after story, but the one that just breaks my heart is uh, 29 year old female 29 year old female she doesn't make very much money uh she has her mandated government insurance she gets a subsidy but she bought it through minsure now all of a sudden something happened she had to go in she owes thousands thousands of dollars she's nowhere near hitting her deductible there's no way that she can pay with it and the and the hospital the doctor hospital Alina, whoever they are, won't, I suppose I shouldn't have said the name. Oh, well, unlucky. Um, they, they said, nope, nothing we can do it. You, nothing we can do about it. You, you have to pay it. Yeah, it's truly horrific how out of control the costs have, have become. And it's especially problematic when nobody knows what anything costs. Nobody knows uh, what it's going to cost when they go in for treatment. Um, and so it's people like Dr. Keith Smith um, and others who are posting prices across the, the country that can really show how affordable health care can become the less government is involved. And I try to explain to people, here's this poor woman paying $5,000 a year for insurance she can't use. You know what? She could use that $5,000 a year for something else. And now not only is she going to have to keep paying the $5,000 a year, but now she's got to come up with tens of thousands of dollars for this for this uh, this medical situation that she's in. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know what'll happen? She'll probably declare bankruptcy and they won't get anything. 
But that means that's not going to do anything to help the cause for anyone. Right. And, and coverage does not mean care. Thank um, you. So Repeat that, please. Repeat that. Coverage does not equal care. When Obamacare was passed, the whole goal was to get more people um, covered by insurance. But that coverage for insurance, it, it actually resulted in narrower networks, more expensive health care. And so that it doesn't mean that people are getting better, better health care just because they happen to have insurance, especially when they have to pay fifteen or $20,000 before their health insurance even kicks in. Right. It's just absolutely crazy. I hear stories of people who have their health care, uh, their health insurance premiums are, are higher than their mortgage. I mean, that's just astonishing. That's yeah, that is wrong, so wrong. Every word has to be repealed. Okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Matt has been working nonstop. You know, it's, he's not just their legislative director. They This is a year-round job, and they're still over there doing things they shouldn't be doing. Or look, I hope, well, I don't think they should be doing. So Matt's going to talk to us about Minnesota Health Records Act. He's going to talk to us about the prescription uh, monitoring program. Oh, my gosh. You know, uh, remind me to tell you this story when I came back, um, how I met Twyla. Because, <laughs> yeah, it has to do with that prescription drug monitoring thing. And, oh, I was so mad. And there was Twyla. And it turned out to be a really good day because there, there she was. And now she's still my friend all these years later. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Matt has lots of things to talk to, talk to us about when we come back. Sue Jeffers with Matt Flanders from Citizens Council for Health Freedom, Twin Cities News Talk AM. 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have with me Matt Flanders. He's with Citizens Council for Health Freedom. Remember, we invited you to try to win tickets to go to Citizens Council for Health Freedom fundraising dinner, which is September 27th, and the first 10 people who email info at cchfreedom.org, info at cchfreedom.org, will win a ticket to the fundraising dinner on September 27th. Maybe you can even sit with me. Uh, it'll be a great event. This is uh, just really, really innovative ideas. This uh, Dr. Smith is just going to be so interesting to listen to. Twyla will be there. Bob Davis is the MC. And remember, oh, after you email info at cchfreedom.org, They'll respond back to you and tell you if you won or if you didn't win. And if you uh, won or didn't win, then they'll give you all the, if you did win, they'll give you all the details about, uh, you know, on the 27th, when and where it is and all that kind of stuff. All right, Matt, um, you spent so much time over at the legislature when they're in session, but you're actually over there when they're not in session, too. Yeah, they they don't really stop working um, throughout the year. Uh, they should. I want them to. <laughs> they do bad stuff or line stuff up that turns into bad stuff once they get into into the legislative session. What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the Minnesota Health Records Act? Uh, yeah, that that sounds great. That's that's been our biggest issue um, this year. Why? What's the big deal? Uh, it's all about you as a patient controlling your data compared to the other side uh, wants the the industry uh, to control who gets access to your information. So this is all about privacy, um, which 
which also influences control um, and how you are treated as a patient. If you can't control who sees your information, uh, you, you even can lose out on the opportunity to, to have an unbiased second opinion. If just your information is floating out there to every provider, to, to every uh, entity that's connected to where you first received care. Okay, wait a minute. I have HIPAA. I thought I have total control. I know better, Matt. Tell our listeners. Yeah, and I'd I'd love to share a quote. Now I've I've got to plug Twyla's book here really quickly. Oh, love Twyla's book. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. So please in, do. In her new book, Big Brother in the Exam Room, uh, which by the way we are just about to uh, um, get the second printing. Oh rolling. my gosh! So it's been it's been that successful. Uh, it's been on the number one. Uh, a few different number one lists on Amazon.com already. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, it's BigBrotherInTheExamRoom.com and get a copy now. She came on and told all the listeners about it. It is oh yes, it's fabulous. Buy it, buy it for Christmas presents, buy it for birthday presents, buy it for Halloween presents, buy it for Thanksgiving. Hand it out to everyone. You know what you should do? You should buy a copy of it and send it to your state. Uh, politicians. That's right. We would love for that to happen. But in in this book, Big Brother in the Exam Room, we have a uh, Twyla has a quote from David Brailer, who's the former National Health IT Coordinator. And uh, regarding our current healthcare system under under HIPAA uh, and health information sharing. David Brailer says, you can't force a covered entity to give your data to someone you choose, and you can't stop them from giving it to someone they choose. So right now, all of the control uh, is not with the patients under HIPAA. But people think it is, and they're so wrong. And I have to say, I really think Twyla's doing a great job. Well, and Twyla and others, you, me, uh, are, we're doing a great job trying to spread that word that HIPAA is not the privacy protection that people think it is. It's actually sharing your data with 2.9 million entities. It's absolutely crazy. Go ahead. That, that's right. Right now, under HIPAA, patients don't have the ability to uh, shut off access to their private medical information. But there are some states like Minnesota. Uh, now, Minnesota has actually arguably the strongest medical privacy law in the whole nation. Uh, it's called the Minnesota Health Records Act. And this year, uh, the Minnesota Health Records Act was on uh, uh, full assault. Uh, full assault by our own side, people. By our own side. Of course they want all this personal and private information. Shame on you, Nick Zerwas. Shame on you. And um, I think we might have woke Pratt up. He was the author on the Senate side, I think. Uh, I hope we have, because shame on you, Pratt. Um, well, yeah, it was full assault. Yeah, and, and the whole goal was to to move Minnesota away from those protective privacy laws um, to re- remove patient consent rights. And these patient consent rights are uh, when you go into a doctor's office, Minnesota law requires that um, the provider get consent from you in order to share your health information. Now, one of the things that we are working on is to get rid of these coercive consent forms where it's one signature for many consents. Right. Um, So that's something that we are working on uh, and hopefully into next year to to, uh, um, restore patient control to consent. Um, And on top of that, stop this assault of the Minnesota Health Records Act that guarantees those privacy and consent rights. And, you know, that we we talked about that particular issue several times during the last legislative session.
But aren't there still hearings on this going on now? Yeah, there there were a couple um, over the summer, and uh, I I expect that there may be a couple more this fall. And so we got to hear again from uh, proponents of uh, changing the Minnesota Health Records Act, and also from people like us who oppose getting rid of these privacy uh, these consent requirements. Um, so it's yet to be seen what's going to happen. There are people working on it, uh, working on it right now. I'm sure. Um, uh, the the industry still very much wants to take away those uh, uh, patient consent rights uh, because it's a lot easier if they don't have to ask for right. And, and this isn't just about um, sharing your information from one doctor to another. Most people will will agree that if they uh, go transfer to a different um, healthcare entity, they probably want their health records to to go with them. But is that the patient's choice, or should it just be automatic because the industry says it's easier? Um, to just share the information everywhere. And it's not just about sharing from doctor to doctor. It's also being shared um, with other uh, healthcare entities, with with uh, uh, researchers. Under HIPAA, they can actually perform research using your medical information without ever having to ask for your permission, without ever, ever having to notify you. Um, but in Minnesota, we have privacy requirements um, that actually prohibit research um, uh, that's allowed under HIPAA without patient consent. Why would people want to give that up? Why, why, why? It's just absolutely crazy. The control has to stay in the patient's hands. The decisions have to be made between you and your doctor. Government does not get to come in and say this is our data. That's right. And, and the term that's thrown around um, a lot is, by the um, supporters of, of getting rid of parts of the Minnesota Health Records Act is care coordination. And when a patient thinks of care coordination, they think of, oh, well, that just means that the, the appropriate people um, who are treating me have my information. But the patient's definition of care coordination is likely different than the healthcare provider's definition of care coordination, which is also likely different than the, the definition of the healthcare entity, the organization, um, the hospital system. And in fact, if you do a search for uh, care coordination online, you'll see that there is no standard definition for care coordination. There is a report that uh, put together 46 different definitions of care oh. coordination. And so this is the term that's being used, is we need to improve care coordination for Minnesotans, and that's why we have to get rid of these pesky privacy uh, consent provisions um, in state law so that your information can be shared to the appropriate doctors. But it's so much more than that, and their definition of care coordination is likely not the same as you your definition as a patient. You can be sure of it. They just want our, I, I knew these electronical, electronic medical records were just going to, you know, they wanted them back in the 90s. Were you even born then, Matt? Um, let me tell you, when we fought off Obamacare, Hillary Care back then, uh, that's what they wanted. They wanted electronic medical records. They didn't, they wanted to gather all that data, keep all that data. It was government data, not individual data. We fought and fought and fought and, but they never stopped fighting for it. And when, when Obamacare came along, you knew it was only a matter of time. Yeah. And, and there's a, there's a big, big difference between, uh, an electronic health record and a government-mandated electronic health record. Because there were doctors and hospitals that were using electronic health records long before it right. was a requirement um, in order to get full Medicare, uh, Medicaid reimbursements. So we, we, we're not saying that 
just technology is bad. But when it's mandated for the purposes of the government, uh, that's that's not focusing on the patient and that's not uh, keeping the patient's information private um, because the government requires all sorts of reporting. If, if you accept one Medicare patient at your practice, you have to submit all of your patients, uh, even if they don't take Medicare, you have to submit all of their information to the federal government because that's what Medicare requires. That's that what the is unbelievable. Require. Unbelievable. I had an ear infection and I had to go in the and I just went to like the Minute Clinic or Target or whatever. One of those, you know, whatever. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. And just, I just need an antibiotic for my ear infection. Um, and the, the doctor was great, but um, the whole entire time head bent over the computer, typing everything in, giving all the, you know, all my information, and I'm just sitting there going, where's this going? It's going everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, it's my data. <laughs> yeah, and again, in, in Twyla's new book, Big Brother in the Exam Room, uh, she has all sorts of stories um, from doctors talking about how the electronic medical record has changed, the way that they're able to treat um, patients, because they have to click all of the boxes that they're told to in their electronic medical record system. It's It's taking away the time that they have with the patient. And it has become more impersonal. There's dozens of stories, um, direct quotations from doctors about their experience with electronic medical records and, and just how it has completely changed how they are able to practice medicine. And the other thing, too, is um, this happened on mine, uh, on one of mine, too. They typed in the wrong thing. So there was a typo. I don't have gonorrhea. Never did have gonorrhea, but but guess what my electronic medical record said, you know? I mean, yep. it's the craziest thing ever. Yes, yeah. and, and once it's in there, it's very, very difficult to, to get it out. And what we hear from, from doctors all across the country is that it's information overload in the electronic medical record because the information in there, it's, it's not primarily so that Dr. A can share that information with Dr. B. It's all for billing. So there's all sorts of useless information as far as treating the patient um, in the in the patient's medical record because it's all about coding and billing and um, filling all of the different meaningful use requirements um, that are that are put on us by the federal government. Yeah, it's absolutely out of control. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk just a little bit more about the prescription monitoring program, uh, additional legislation that, yep, you guessed it, government's sticking their finger, sticking their nose in, in, into our personal and private data again. Uh, we'll give you another reminder about how you can win tickets to the Citizens Council for Health Freedom fundraising dinner on September 27th. All you do is in email info at cchfreedom.org. First 10 people are going to get one. And I still want to talk a little bit with Matt Flanders from Citizens Council for Health Freedom. I still want to talk to him about uh, the prescription monitoring program and Mincher, which has to be eliminated too. You know, we gave them, what, $500 million last year. Guess what? They'll be back for more because when they told us how much money it was going to save us, they lied and lied and lied and lied again. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers with Matt Flanders, Citizens Council for Health Freedom, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Good Saturday afternoon.
afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. My guest is uh, Matt Flanders. He's uh, the legislative, what are you? The state legislative and policy director at Citizens Council for Health Freedom. That sounds really big. Yeah, Yeah, I need to come up with an acronym or something. Well, I just want, you know, Citizens Council for Health Freedom does tremendous work. Matt works really, really hard. And Matt and I were just talking off air, which could have been on air, too. But um, it wasn't. And I was we were talking about health care policy. It's a very complicated issue and uh, it's easy to get lost in the weeds. It's easy, easy to go down a rabbit hole. And Matt, I, I was complimenting you when I said you have to be really smart to be able to understand and 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 actually be a part of healthcare policy because it's not easy it's complicated well e- either that or you have to have a really good teacher and i've been fortunate to <laughs> to be working with Twyla Brace uh, who is an expert in in healthcare she is a genius she is i i call people i tell people all the time she's the smartest woman i know it's just absolutely amazing and she's taught me so much and some of the things you know i never uh, thought about it until she started talking about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Uh, the, the prescription drug monitoring program that I have thought about. And that is actually how I met Twyla. Um, and then the LEA made me do healthcare instead of transportation one year. And I really wanted to do transportation, but I thought, you know what? It was, it was God or an act of fate or whatever you want to call it that, that, introduced me to Twyla and 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 made me start getting interested in all things healthcare, which of course made me hate Obamacare on site, uh hate Mincher on site, uh adamantly oppose the prescription drug monitoring program, which just continues to spiral out of control. Matt, it's crazy. Yeah, healthcare is one of those issues that once you get started with it, it's it's really hard to turn your back on it because it it is such a huge part of uh of of American life. It's such a huge part of the budgets um, at both the state and the national level. Uh, and so the, the policies that are put forward um, at the state level and at the national level are very important and they impact so many different areas of American life. And the politicians, here's the biggest part for me, the politicians don't understand how this is so personal and private. This is our data. They think we're guinea pigs. They think they can do whatever they want with us, pat us on the head, tell us they promise they'll keep that information safe, tell us that they know what's best for us. And I'm like, they have absolutely no respect for our privacy, no respect for our own individual right to make our own decisions, no respect for the doctor-patient relationship. It's like, I don't need big government telling me how, what, what, how many vaccinations I should get or or how much I should weigh or how much sugar I can eat or or like, can I have a gun in the house? It's just it's crazy how it has spiraled so out of control. Yeah. And, and we see this surveillance uh, just expanding every single year with the prescriptions and with the prescription drug monitoring program. When did that program start in Minnesota? Do you remember? Was it 2006, 2005? It was a long time ago, and I was fit to be tied. I was in Jim Abler's office. He was a house rep. He was, I think he might have even been the health guy, lead guy uh, in charge of it, and I was going crazy in his office. Yeah, I, I don't 
I can't remember the exact date, and if it was 2005 or 2006, I, uh, I you was were not in high school on the scene at that point. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's okay. Welcome aboard. You're doing a fine job, so it's okay. But I knew, and the minute they got their, their nose in there, you knew it was going to expand and expand and expand. Yep, and in the last uh, four sessions that I've uh, been at the Minnesota legislature working on this issue, we, we've heard time and time again from the, the individuals who are trying to expand the, the prescription monitoring program, or PMP, um, that this is the last thing that we need. We just, we just need this. Right. We, we can do this. And then we, we won't have to bug you next year. Liars. And then the next year they come back again. Oh, and yeah, it's, yeah. Okay, so there's actually only one more thing that we need. We, we just need to access your information for four years instead of two years. Um, so we're seeing that expansion. Um, they tried it again this year. Fortunately, um, they were not able to um, expand the prescription monitoring program this year. All of that was wrapped up in the big omnibus omnibus bill, which got vetoed. Oh. And, and so we were very fortunate to see um, a year where there were not dramatic expansions of this so in other words, surveillance program. So in other words, if it would have passed and Governor, okay, it did pass and Governor Dayton vetoed it, or it would have been law. Yep, yep, that's exactly right. Thanks for nothing, Republicans. Thanks for nothing. Thank you, Governor Dayton. Boy, those are words I don't say very often. Thank you for that veto, Governor Dayton. Okay, so if this year they were getting another two years to monitor everything, you know they'll be back for that next year. Yeah, they they want to... um they they wanted to, to actually the health um, department um, the health department and uh, um, representatives from a lot of other um, organizations in the industry they want oh to, the insurance companies the Mayo Clinic the HCMC which isn't called that anymore um, any research facility yeah certainly the uh, proponents of the of the prescription monitoring program they they want to expand the access to um, the unidentified or de-identified data to unlimited access so it would never go away and one of the things that we know is that unidentified or de-identified information it it's never actually unidentifiable it can be re-identified it has been re-identified um, so this isn't this isn't that there's no good justification for taking patient information and using it for whatever reason that they want to without asking uh, patient for the patient's consent ding 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 that all they have to do is ask for consent yep ex- it's that simple exactly, right Matt? exactly right? because it's the patient's information and in fact in the prescription monitoring program it's not just tracking patients it's tracking doctors um, and uh, pulling right. together information on their prescribing patterns. And something we have to remember is that this isn't just about prescribing highly controlled substances. You're not just put in there because you are prescribed um, Vicodin or a heavy narcotic. This also includes things like Sudafed and sleep medication. And again, they keep adding things to the list. And very soon, I think we'll see... Um, the state moved towards a, a system like uh, Nebraska's put in, where they have um, all prescriptions in their state prescription I agree. monitoring program. I database. agree. Every single prescription. Yep, because you know what? It's valuable data, and it, it truly is valuable. The data industry is making billions off of your patient data. Billions. We talk about big government, you know, capital B, big, you know, we talk got G capital G government. This is big pharma. We talk about big uh, health care. 
They all want your data. Yes, it, it's all about surveillance um, to be able to uh, use your data for whatever purposes that they decide. It's not it's not anything that the patient has any choice over. Um, there is, again, plugging Twyla's book, there's a chapter in Big Brother in the exam room um, that talks about the prescription drug monitoring program surveillance um, across the country. And one of the things that we are seeing now, this, this just came out, uh, I think, last week, um, there is a move... Um, to where the federal government now wants to have a prescription drug monitoring program. No, so, no, no. Yep, so surveillance at the national level. It's not good enough that there are, I think, every state except one, maybe it's Missouri, don't quote me on that, that has a prescription monitoring program, and 46 of the states actually share their information. So your information as a patient in Minnesota could be shared with someone from California if they're on um uh, on that sharing list. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, Matt, let's tell our listeners one more time um, about the fundraising dinner on September 27th. How do they win tickets? All you have to do is email right now at info at cchfreedom.org and just mention the event in the subject line and the first 10 listeners uh, will get free tickets to this event where you can hear from Dr. Keith Smith, uh, who's truly a, an innovator in healthcare pricing with the Surgery Center of Oklahoma, and check out their website, which is surgerycenterok.com slash about, and watch the video to see what they're doing, or check out our website at cchfreedom.org. And Matt will be there, and I'll be there, and Twyla will be there, and Bob Davis will be there, and it'll be great food, great company, and tons of great information. And most importantly, it helps Twyla Braze and all the good people who work at Citizens Council for Health Freedom keep doing the good work that they keep doing, because without your money, it can't happen. So listen to me. If you can't go to the event and you and you aren't going to sign up to win the tickets, write her a check. Just Cut the middleman out of it and write her a big, fat check. Right, Matt? That's right. And if you miss the chance for the free tickets, you can still register through Wednesday of this week, again, at cchfreedom.org. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Anything else you want to jam in there quick? Otherwise, I am going to invite you back again so we can talk. I think we'll do it right before the legislative session starts. So I think what I'm going to have you do is, is and you can work with Twyla on this, too, or... Maybe not. Maybe you can handle it all by yourself because you're the legislative director. So come up with the top five or ten issues that we're worried about or we're going to fight for or against this upcoming legislative session because we have to be on our toes and we have to be ready for anything. And I think you brought up a really good point with that veto of Mark Dayton. All you have to do is go back and look at that bill, and there's a lot of bad stuff in there that we're going to see back again next time. And depending on what happens with the control in the House or the what happens in the governor's race, we could see a whole lot of different things happening. Yeah. Yep. I, I, uh, I can't wait to, to come back and, and talk more about all of these issues. And the, the thing that... Minsher. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Minsher. I know. There, there's just too much to say. You can't fix it. You cannot fix it. All you will be able to do is pour hundreds of millions of dollars more into it. That's that's right. And, and I want to leave 
your listeners with with uh, one comment that just because we're outside of the Minnesota session doesn't mean that um, it's not important for you to keep calling, keep emailing your elected officials and and tell them how important these issues are to you to protect your your privacy rights, to protect your ability to choose um what insurance provider you want to to get rid of all of these burdensome requirements to protect the Minnesota Health Records Act to stop expanding the surveillance of the prescription monitoring program to repeal Minsure to go back to uh, true indemnity insurance with catastrophic coverage there are so many different um, issues that are uh, really coming together right now and again you can find more information about all of these things that we're working on at cchfreedom.org you are awesome, Matt. Great job. Oh, yeah. We're going to have Matt Flanders back. Thank you so much for coming in. I look forward to seeing you on the 27th at the fundraiser. Yeah, thank you so much. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Everyone, when we come back, I got lots more. We're talking about Mayor Carter in St. Paul. Does he hate America? And we're talking about the homeless encampment in Minneapolis. That's crazy. What are they going to do with all those homeless people? Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and Twin Cities newstalk.com good saturday afternoon everyone thank you so much for tuning in i really appreciate matt flanders being here um go buy twyla's book uh big brother in the exam room uh amazon i think it is and hopefully you can come to the fundraising dinner on the 27th. You can email info at cchfreedom.org. Uh, if you want to be one of the first 10 to get uh, a ticket to a free ticket to the fundraising dinner, if you can't come to the dinner on the 27th or you don't win tickets, you can uh, either write a check and buy your own ticket or you can just write a Big check to the folks at Citizens Council for Health Freedom. This is such a super important issue. Uh, NPR actually did a survey of Americans and found that 57% of the respondents said they had been surprised by a medical bill that they thought would be paid for by insurance. That happens everywhere, folks. With school starting, uh, this one woman said, I just got my daughter's well check visit for seventh grade, $1,025. Are you kidding me? $38 for a hearing screening, $253, $180, dollars for shots, $32 and $58 for something else related to shots. Uh, it's just absolutely incredible. Another woman said she got her, uh, well, baby well check, uh, the student well check visit three hundred and fifty seven dollars, and then you have ridiculous, uninformed, uneducated uh, Democrat candidate running in Northfield. Uh, I think his name is well, his name is Todd. Anyway, he was out there knocking doors and and came to a door where a woman said, "My son is twenty seven and he can't be on my health insurance anymore. He works full time, but he can't afford coverage." They think it's a good idea for him to be able to buy into MinCare. Why would you ever want to give that kind of power and that kind of control and that kind of expense to your state budget to have your government step in and handle these kind of things? You Not only can people not afford the insurance policies, and I will remind you, insurance is not care. They can't afford the, ins- the cost of insurance and they can't afford the deductibles they're in narrower networks and then because the uh, because the 
insurance policies are still so outrageously priced they have less disposable income you people who are working and you has i'm not worried about it because i get my insurance through my job do you wonder why you only get a two percent raise every year or no raise at all sometimes it's because they're spending more and more and more money on your health care on other benefits that are mandated by the government tell them you'd rather have the money You'd rather have the money. It is just so crazy. And you're hearing more and more and more of of the candidates on the left talk about how Medicare for all, Medicare for all. But you know what? Once you start telling voters how much it's going to cost for that Medicare for all, whether it's trillions of dollars at the national level or billions of dollars at the state level, once people find out how much it's going to cause taxes to increase, all of a sudden the support just tanks. The support goes way, way, way down. You're also hearing Democrats and those on the left talk about how health care is a right. Health care is not a right, people. You do not have a right to another person's services. You just don't. Rights don't infringe on other rights. If they do, they're not rights, people. And by the way, government is not supposed to be the one in position telling you what's moral and what's uh, our social obligation uh and and you know what it may be that some of that is necessary and i think we all agree it is but it's not the role of the government to provide that oh my gosh um the obama administration accidentally gave out 434 million dollars in improper payments to insurance companies for obamacare and um uh that for Obamacare payments. And you know what the government decided to do? Oh, go ahead, insurance companies. Just keep it. Just keep it. We don't mind. You don't have to pay that. You don't have to pay that back. And I'm really sorry we did not get a chance to talk about uh, the minimum wage in St. Paul. We did not get a chance to talk about the homeless encampment in in Minneapolis. Uh, and we didn't get a chance to talk fireworks. But you know what? We We will. I want you to think about some of these things, whether it's minimum wage, whether it's the homeless people, whether it's um, paid sick time, whether it's gun regulations. I want you to think about the things that your local entities of government are doing, whether it's your city or your town or your county. And I want you to remember those days when your city council, your mayor, your county commissioner were nonpartisan. They cared and, and they wanted to represent all the people in your city, all the people in your town, all the people in your county it's not like that anymore people there is a serious leftward swing in local politics there is a a serious political agenda uh endorsements even at the local level for mayors city councils even for school boards uh and for county commissioners and i want you to think about something alliance for a better minnesota came out and they said until now minnesota has been the lone bright spot in the upper midwest with affordable health care, fair taxes, and quality education. What did we talk about today? What did we talk about? We talked about how health care isn't affordable. We talked about how governments stuck their fingers in it, drove the price up. Uh, we talked about taxes. We talked about the gas tax in particular this week. Don't get me started on all the other taxes. Minnesota brought in more tax revenue uh, this past month. Why? 
because we continue to tax the crap out of every every quintile in the state of Minnesota. Even our poor are overtaxed in Minnesota. It's just absolutely shocking. And we also talked about this the state of education in the in Minnesota, in particular in Minneapolis and St. Paul, and about the achievement gap and about how we have failed on year after year after year after year, we have failed the students in Minnesota. That Alliance for a Better Minnesota said Minnesota has been a bright spot in the upper Midwest for health care taxes and education. Obviously, they're wrong. Why would you put Democrats in in charge? So if 40 percent of the U.S. families struggled to meet their basic needs last year, so that's like food, health care, housing, utilities, all the things government sticks their nose in and drives up the cost. Why, why, why would you want more government intervention into all of these things? We talk about how uh, families spend some 60% of their of their average household budget on shelter, food, transportation, apparel, and footwear. And here you have government policies put in place that only increase the prices in every single one of, of these sectors. Next week, we'll have to talk about St. Paul. St. Paul released their 446-page report confirming that the minimum wage should be increased to $15 an hour. Are you people in St. Paul idiots? First of all, move. Second of all, if you own a business, get out of there. Get out of there now. Uh, it's just, it, it it is so out of control. I can't hardly stand it. So maybe we'll talk about the homeless and the fireworks and minimum wage next week. Stan show's coming up next. And Stan, don't forget to yell at Jamar for me. When, oh, I definitely will when, he when comes his in. show comes on. Tell him to read past the headline, Jamar. Oh. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Try to stay cool. It'll be fall next week. Thanks for tuning in. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.